Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the best podcast in junior hockey. We say it every week. We mean it every week. And I have a feeling we'll keep saying it every week. And I know for sure that we'll keep meaning it every week because nobody puts in the time, the effort, or the dedication to make sure that these hockey players get their top plays, their personalities, their statistics, and just their exposure and their name into the world. No one puts more time and effort into that than the two men on this podcast right now. You already know one of them, but let me introduce you to the other one. And if you don't know by now, well, you're about to find out. That man's Dan Kay. Dan, welcome to the show. You missed a great opportunity to say, if you don't know, now you know. And I, uh, I'm a little disappointed in you with that one. But I mean, overall, again, always loving the, uh, the intros. I feel like this is the, uh, the most niceties I get out of you. Normally, normally this is a, uh, an in-show rivalry once the cameras get rolling. It's all friends off the air. And the moment we get going, we, we, start, we start going after it, man. We start battling. We have our, our differing points of views on offense v. defense. We have our differing points of views on, on all things life, on, on thoughts on Massachusetts pizza. It's one place where we're on the same page. But other than that, Lucas, we tend, to, we tend to debate. So it's always exciting to get introduced in. I'm excited for this week's show. And, and you know, folks, the thing that I always say about our show, not only are we the most watched show in junior hockey, not only are we the most popular show in junior hockey, but we genuinely care. And I, I think that's what sets this show apart from everyone working on this show to, to anyone else in the biz, man. We, we truly care. We truly want to create an experience that not just is entertaining. I mean, that, that's all great and good, but uh, we, we're here for you, the player, the parent, the coach, the scout, the, uh, whoever you are in the game of hockey and whatever you're trying to do with your career, we're here to make your experience a better one. And, and we're always here as a resource, always here as an asset. You can always feel free to reach out to us at www.dankshow.com. Lucas, coming out of the Labor Day weekend, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show this week because we're getting ourselves prepared. You know, all these players off the ice right now, outside of game time, they're getting themselves prepared for a season. We're doing the same thing outside of the studio. And we've got a lot of work going on, so it's going to be a little shorter this week. But this week, I think before we get into everything, we'll let everyone know we're going to be talking a little bit about the USPHL's elite season, previewing that. And Lucas, we got to touch base on uh, just where we stand in our Stanley Cup wager, which I'm trying oh. very hard to remember what we wagered. Well, is there a way that we could just avoid this topic and not talk about my bracket at all? I can't do that because I just remembered what I win if I win, which is Lucas Jones wearing a Dan K suit to an event this year, a Dan K selected suit. I will gladly purchase this one because I'm excited to see you rock a Dan K suit. Do I get any input on the suit? None at all. Uh, but I will have your best interest in mind. At no point, I am a man of, I, am a, I almost said a man of means. I was not trying to show <laughs> off about my bank account. But I mean, you know, Dave Portnoy style, you know what I mean? Things are going well. Danny Dave, Day Trader here. Danny Day Trader, Danny Page Views. It's what we do. But I will say that I am a man of good taste when it comes to my suits and my clothing. I will make sure it is a Lucas approved outfit without you having the ability to approve it it's gonna look good man it's good you're gonna look great but i'll tell you the one thing you did off the air lucas you 
you talked about a little on the air, but off the air, you really actually picked the Islanders to go all the way mm-hmm. and then changed your mind and switched it for the Columbus Blue Jackets, which yeah. might be the worst flip-flop in the history of off-air flip-flops in the history of TV. Yeah, well, you know, I, it's one of those things where you like kind of look at your bracket and you think to yourself, like, this is a little bit of a pedestrian bracket. You know, you, you, your instinct is chalk. And then you say to yourself, well, I want to make things a little spicy for the folks at home. And everyone knows how much I love torts and, and you know, maybe wanted to give him his due, especially with how well they seem to be playing down the stretch. And you know what, Dan, my instincts were right. You got to trust your gut. I always tell my students when I, when I work with them, never change your answer. And I did not follow my own advice and look where we are now. Yeah. And you look at, my side of things, I have Tampa Bay still alive. So if Tampa Bay makes it to the cup, Dan K wins. If Tampa Bay doesn't, Lucas, we're just going to have to pick a Stanley Cup winner and decide it that way. And, and you look at it right now. I mean, I had Tampa versus Colorado all season long, and I still am calling that Colorado loss an absolute fluke. They were the better team in my mind. I know Dallas wore them down. But that was just – it just seems like if, if everything – every break went against the boys in that series. I felt like they had it in game seven. They had the lead late, and Dallas just found a way. And, and the way Dallas found a way in that game, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a run past Vegas here and potentially do, it, do the whole thing. It's going to be an exciting last two rounds of hockey, but I want to talk USPHL elite, Lucas. This is a Dan K show presents junior hockey, so let's get into junior hockey. But before we do – Let's pay those bills. We got a beer review and a coffee review for those hockey parents at home. Well, Dan, we start things off as we always do with the beer review. And uh, in honor of it being September, I have chosen an Oktoberfest. Uh, and if that is confusing, uh, that's, that's fair. Because uh, Oktoberfest, we normally think of it as being in October. But Oktoberfest is celebrated generally in September. Um, now, obviously... Uh, there is no Oktoberfest this year because of, of COVID-19. And ironically enough, this was the first year that I had lined up a couple of stateside Oktoberfest celebrations to go to. So I'll be pushing those back another year. But I have uh, selected the Polliner Oktoberfest Marzen. Um, now, if you're sort of thinking, well, I've never really seen this brand, you absolutely have. It is a little bit of a goosenecked bottle. It's the blue circle around a red dot. Um, you usually find it in the, uh, the, usually the cooler right next to the domestics, if I'm honest, when they have those sort of more pedestrian imported beers. Uh, and this is a good one. I mean, there's a couple different ways to celebrate Oktoberfest. You can always go with a good Hefeweizen. The Pilsner is always a good choice. But the Oktoberfest beers themselves are, are amber. They're sweeter, a little bit more, a uh, little bit more sugary, malty flavors. Let me give another sip. Yeah, and, and because it's a little bit of a, of a maltier, uh, a Marzen beer, you don't necessarily want to serve it as cold as you might normally serve it. Honestly, though, if you pour it into a glass and you just kind of let it warm up with a slow drink, you should be fine. I really like what Polliner does, and I really like that this beer has come in a mix pack that can be purchased at liquor stores around the country. I bought it at a Costco. For, so for those of you with a Costco membership, you can go to a Costco-branded liquor store, and they will have this Polliner mixed pack with a couple different things in it. What do you got for a score here? Well, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a little bready, but the, the signature is malt here. 
Um, it definitely does leave a little bit of that sweetness in the back of your tongue. And I prefer a drier finish. I really like Pilsner's. I really like Kolsch's. Uh, so I'm going to give this one a 6-7. Um, I think this is one that I'm going to keep enjoying. I'm excited to try the rest of the mix pack. But I think I'm moving away from Marzen's to a more Pilsner Kolsch vibe. I like it. I like the I like the uh, the Paul in a review right there. Honestly, maybe it's in honor of Paul, our new friend from Elite Junior Profiles. Lucas, the best stop in uh in your recruiting pol- profile, best stop for your recruiting profile, and the best stop for junior hockey is the USPHL. That's the United States Premier Hockey League. That's USPHL.com if you want to learn more. United States Premier Hockey League, the best league in junior hockey, and the big time exclusive advertiser the dan k show man they are great to us and we are loving usphl hockey and before we talk usphl elite dan k review this week lucas and i'm running out of ideas in the coffee world for coffees that people can get easy access to so i quick checked quick check down the road for me lucas i I didn't have anybody door dash to me this time because i didn't want to yeah, I got made fun of by you last go around when I DoorDash myself one single Starbucks cup of coffee. <laughs> I did tip 160% on that cup of coffee and paid a driving fee. So that was, I guess, not worth it. cup of coffee. It's like a $10 cup of Joe. It was delicious. <laughs> but quick check, I went, Lucas, with a little bit of a, a Dan K quick check makeup here. And I put some chocolate macadamia some of that special special mix there with their regular blend and then a dash of their extreme caffeine. So that's three different carafs I went to to create what I call the Frankenstein. And that's something that quick check, feel free to use it. I'd love to have my face on it as Frankenstein in a Halloween costume. Um, but if not, that's okay. But it's called the Frankenstein a little. It's probably about, a, I'd call it, for those who want to make it at home for themselves, one-fourth of the extreme caffeine at quick check. That would be probably, oh, I almost said two-fourths. Yeah, two-fourths of the regular, uh, which is half of the regular. And then one-fourth, look at Lucas, I'm doing the academic corner today. <laughs> one-fourth of that chocolate macadamia. And this thing, you know, quick check coffee, the one flavor on its own, the flavored coffees are a little too sweet for me. I'm not into the sweet. And the regular coffees are just don't have enough of the boldness for me. So I like to mix them all together and try to get the best quality out of each. This little makeup here, this little creation, I give it, a, you know, a Zidane Chara, a seven, a seven on the dot, you know, a seven footer here. This is a huge cup of coffee on the ice. It probably plays bigger on skates. It gets the job done in terms of caffeine and the amount of times, Lucas, that I've had a, a cup of this, the amount of times I've had a cup of this, starting my day at 4 a.m. as we get on the road to drive down south to like Richmond, Virginia, or drive up north to Maine for a hockey game. I've started my day with this a lot, the Frankenstein, because it wakes me up out of bed. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, a smell that is unique to the Dan K Show Mobile, too. When we pop back back into from Quick Check into the Dan K Show Mobile, you take that first sip, and it is an extremely unique smell. Now I know what the combination is. Yeah, that's the combination. I call it the Frankenstein because I always feel like Frankenstein walking out of bed at 4 a.m. when I'm about to get in the road for an 11-hour drive. But the Dan K-Mobile is getting warmed up, man. We got a new Dan K-Mobile this year. We can't wait to get into it. And 
Lucas, I guess I guess we go into the uh, the free skate here, and we can kind of talk about anything we want. I mean, one thing I'm going to talk about is, I mean, we're going to have a new Dan K show studio soon here, and I'm thinking it might be beachside. Dan K might be moving to the beach. That's a that's a big move for Dan K. Uh, that's uh, you, you're, I think all of our hearts are still at the beach, especially mine after yeah. after this past beach vacation and. You know, a winter on LBI. Uh, you know, Jonesy actually spent a winter on LBI last year, and uh, he said it was awesome. He said he had a great time, so you might want to hit him up for some uh, some tips on what to do. I'm going to be bothering him all the time. Don't worry. I'll be knocking on his door at 6 a.m., waking him up, and, and having him run on the beach with me, man. I'm going to be rocky, training all winter long, enjoying myself on the island beachside, and we're going to have a lot of beachside content for the folks at home. Maybe I can even try to make an outdoor studio out there when it's not negative three. Well, I think we're going to have uh, quite a bit of content, I think, from, from that studio. And we'll just have to get it all done at once and, and just release it throughout the year, Dan. I think that'll be, that'll be pretty interesting. I can't wait, man. So, I mean, I guess, how was the beach vacation? I got, I got to ask that because Lucas, for the folks at home who don't know, Lucas has been beachside for the last, like, 11 days living the dream. And we normally do a Dan K show getaway before the season starts. But Lucas did it without Dan K because Dan K has been too busy. And, and Lucas, how'd it go, man? It looked like a lot of fun. It went really well, you know, and it's tough because Dan K and I are in, technically speaking, in two separate bubbles. So we uh, we try to stay safe, we try to stay distance, you know, and we take the precautions we need to take on the road. And uh, yeah, it was great. We actually have uh, something a little interesting maybe coming up for LBI content. We tested out. There's a golf course called Mr. T's, which has two 36-hole locations. So we tested out what I believe to be the Mr. T's. LBI Invitational. And, and I think it could be an interesting day. It takes about an hour and 15 minutes to play one of those 36-hole courses. I'm picturing it Ryder Cup style, Dan. I'm thinking you play an alternate shot 18. You play uh, you know, a, a strictly match play 18. And then you just unleash the teams for a 36-hole stroke play uh, total score sort of affair. You, you tie everything up and, and you give the winner a trophy and a couple of medals, and I think it could be a lot of fun. I think we could even pull this off, Lucas, as Dan K show content at some point where we play the whole thing as just a four-day or a four-round tournament, similar to what they do on the PGA Tour. We could make something fun out of it, and then uh, maybe you could wager to get out of that suit so you don't have to wear the uh, Dan K show suit that you might have to wear if, you, if this Tampa Bay Lightning team makes the way to the cup. <laughs> maybe uh I, you know i think i think aside from that it was it was really relaxing got to got to cook a little bit made some steaks and mushroom gravy and some basil lime chicken working on some of my dan k show recipes for uh, to try to stay in shape this season and uh it was good dan i'm several shades darker than when i showed up and i am extremely relaxed well i'm a thousand shades of excited for the usphl's elite hockey season and Lucas, it's time to get into it. Normally we go to the Q&A here, but I'm going to let you lead off this USPHL elite discussion. We got an 18-team league this year. You got a newcomer in the Jersey Shore Whalers joining the Mid-Atlantic ranks. And other than that, we've got a lot of familiar faces and familiar foes ready to absolutely wage battle in the USPHL elite. Yeah, that's right, Dan. We, we absolutely do here. And, you know, you're, you're getting into this a little bit and you're, starting to look at some of these teams and I want to start first, you know, with, with the Florida division. And I think that's a really, really good place to start. 
because you're looking at some of these squads, Dan, and, and you're saying to yourself, okay, how can we, how can we necessarily bounce back after last year? Because some of these teams were really and truly on the path to getting into that nationals discussion and then either faltered off in the playoffs or made it. And then unfortunately the season was sort of cut short. Um, And so I think what a lot of these teams are getting up to this year is really sort of stocking back up and getting ready to say, okay, well, if last year didn't go the way we wanted because we didn't get to finish the season, we are darn sure going to make sure that we are able to do that this year. And I want to start with the Florida division the schedule has been released and this is huge because it gives us sort of our first look into what's, what's going to be happening here with this Florida division, Dan. And we, we start there because I do always like uh, to acknowledge what these, what these teams are able to do. And we turn first the Tampa Bay juniors who put together a little bit of an interest squad game that featured a ton of goals and they're going to need it this year because the Florida junior blades, the Florida eels, our forces to be reckoned with, but we absolutely cannot ignore what this Charleston Colonials team has done in the offseason. Yeah, and, and what we look at here when we look at the USPHL Elite, what makes it so unique is it becomes a squad kind of mixed between the young guys who are getting a little bit of seasoning and getting their feet wet here in a tough elite division and some of these older guys who are getting more ice time. You saw a guy last year like Christian Robel with the Charlotte Rush. And this was a guy who was a fourth-line forward and a key penalty killer for the premier side when he played there and a first-line guy and a top power play unit star for the elite side when he played there. And, and you'll see the Robles of the world, and you'll also see some of these younger guys that come through with speed and talent and agility and ability. And, you know, it always comes down to, in this elite division, the growth throughout the year, right? Week one, you're always going to have a lot of these younger guys getting their first licks at the junior game, you know, at the junior hockey level. And what's so important for these younger guys to remember, this is me talking to you right now, is this is a different game now. You're at a different level. And there's going to be a lot of big guys there. There's going to be a lot of older guys. You're going to be playing with men now. You know, we're, we're leaving the game of the boys. We're getting into the game of the men now. And you're just going to start seeing some physical hockey, especially down in this Florida division. Teams like the Mad Hatters are going to bring it every night. The Florida Junior Blades, that coaching staff there is ready to win right now. The Eels are just relentless like we've talked about all the time. The Colonials, this is a team that's going to – the Colonials and the, and the Juniors here, Lucas, here's what I'm excited about. The way I see this division playing out this year, I think the Colonials and the Juniors are going to be those two speedster young squads they usually put out there. And that's going to match up against the physicality of the Mad Hatters, Junior Blades, and Eels. And I think this is going to be a division of yin and yang, of up and down, and it is going to be one of these years where you just can't really put a pin. You can't put a, 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 you can't put a pin in a winning team. You're not going to know who the top squad is at any point this year. I think that we're going to have absolute agita trying to keep up with this division. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You, you look at some of the guys the Eels have signed. You talk about an O2 like Henry Horde, a six foot, 185 pound defenseman coming out of high school in Indiana. You know, he's going to be potentially getting his looks with the elite team, but these are big guys. These are strong skaters. And you got Florida Eels stealing guys like Justin Morozik from the Toledo Cherokee, you know, taking guys coming out of Everest Academy, like the signing a six foot, 285 power forward 
William Haikila from Ontario. You know, the Florida Eels, they, they really do bring the size and the speed. One thing last year we sort of saw them struggle with was sometimes it felt like, like a team of 20 skaters rather than a team itself. And if they can overcome that disparity, I think they have a really good shot to come out of the gates in a really, really big way. You know, nothing against Ontario and Indiana, but I will tell you the beach life in Indiana is not the same as it is in Florida in December, <laughs> all right? You're not going to get the same suntan. You're not going to get the same experience. And I tell young players this all the time. I mean, you see Tampa Bay do it so well. If you're a young skater and you're trying to find a place to play and you can be a fourth-line guy in a cold rink in the middle of the Midwest, I mean, like in – some of these other leagues around the country, like out in the and you're out in kind of the pastures there, like why not head down to Florida, get some sunshine and really learn that speed skating game. And if you're with the Tampa Bay junior skate in an Olympic rink, if you're with the Florida junior blades skate down in Hertz arena, right next to the Everblades. If you're with the Florida eels, you know, skate with the Scarpaches who have been in this game for so long, creating so much incredible talent and just hundreds of hundreds of players getting to the next level or go skate with the Atlanta Mad Hatters, learn how to hit, learn how to really play the game physically, learn how to play both ends of the ice, really develop yourself and both ends. Or play with the Charleston Colonials, a team that, you know, last year was run by Hunter Bishop, who has one of the best hockey academies in the country. And Hunter's still involved in the program, and you see some new coaching staffs coming in that they have a great view of the game. Guys like Smulovich there who really understand what they're doing behind the bench for their squad. And you just can't go wrong down here in the Florida division and being in that Southeast and Lucas, I mean, you, when you're looking for the place to play, why not get that sunshine? And, and, you know, when you start getting and moving through the ranks, that's when you can send yourself back into the Midwest. If that's where you're going. You can send yourself up to the Northeast and, and try to find an NCDC squad or out in the Midwest with that tough Midwest West division. But this is a great place, this elite level, to really chisel yourself and hone your skills to make it to that next level. Absolutely. And if you're, it's an easy case to make to play hockey in Florida. But, Dan, can I suggest a place that also has beaches but also is home to the best bagels and pizza and bread and sandwiches and almost anything else you can think of in this great USA? Have I, is that have New Jersey? I, can I sell you on New Jersey, Dan? Can I, can I sell you on the Rockets Hockey Club in the Mid-Atlantic Division? Can I sell I'd be heavily taxed, though, if you sold me on New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would be. I think I suspect I might be as well. Uh, also, I think I have to pay a toll every five minutes just for talking about New Jersey. Well, yeah, then that's, that's one of the issues because if, if you're playing for the Rockets Hockey Club Elite and then you walk across the rink to the Rockets Hockey Club premiere, there's actually a $1.50 uh, Easy Pass only <laughs> toll that they just installed in between the two rinks. Hey, as long as you don't eat pizza with a fork and knife, you're okay. Out here. <laughs> but let's talk about this Rockets hockey club team. And let's talk about one notable departure for this elite team. And it's not truly a departure, Dan. It's really a departure to the premier team. And that's the most in shape goaltender that we've ever encountered in our lives. Joe Hughes. Oh, Joe yeah. Hughes reached out to me via email this off season and said that he was staying with the Rockets and moving to Premier this year. So for the rest of the Premier Mid-Atlantic, you better watch out because Joe is not messing around when it comes to, when it comes to stopping pucks in net. That's going to be big shoes to fill there for the Rockets Hockey Club. You have three Jersey teams and a New York Aviator squad. 
in this mid-Atlantic elite, you know, again, so important the travel schedule for these players. I feel like it's something that's so overlooked when players sign up for leagues around the country, just how far you'll have to travel to play this great game. And, and you're playing in this mid-Atlantic, man. You're, gonna, you're traveling to Jersey, 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 New York. And that, that's your main travel schedule throughout the regular season outside of showcases where you can go play everybody in one building. You can't really beat that, man. It's a great schedule you're going to have in the mid-Atlantic. And that's a toss-up again. Every year that Aviator squad finds a way to make their way to nationals. The, the hitmen are competitive every year. The Rockets Hockey Club score a billion goals under Coach Tad, Todd Wagenbach who's always building a wagon out there and is a huge friend of the Dan K show. And I'm loving a life this guy lives, by the way, Wags. All right? I, I, he's, a, he's a big-time follower. This guy's he's out there grilling. He's golfing. He's on the boat. He's out there, like, minutes away from us. And zero invites. Not a one. Zero invites. I've gotten zero invites from Todd. And I am upset about it. I am perturbed, and I'm a little bit heartbroken. Oh, you know what, Dan? I'll bring my basil lime chicken. You bring your short game, and we'll go hang out with Coach Wagenbach. I mean, if he allows it. I just don't think he would. I don't know if he would. Well, you know, he, he, I will give him this. He is busy building a franchise down there in the elite because the Rockets Hockey Club, there has there been a re-signing bonanza. It's a fire sale down there in Bridgewater because they've got returning forwards in Jason Lastra, Matt Emmer, Matt Plezak and Anthony Capriati and returning defensemen in Nick Jervis, Patrick Flaherty, Alex Thode, and Gavin Rushmeyer. These are huge, huge names for the elite, Dan. And these, this is the core of this team because it's, it, this is, these are the veterans. You talk about like a mix of veterans and new guys. These are the guys you want. And if you're anyone but the Rockets, these are the guys you don't want to face because the Jersey hitmen have had their ups and downs in the elite division the last couple of years. Jersey Shore Whalers, of course, the new addition to this mid-Atlantic team. And the New York Aviators, always talented, but that premier team always sort of demands so much talent and skill to be able to compete in the premier mid-Atlantic. It'll be interesting to see how this returning core of veterans to the Rockets Hockey Club goes up against the Aviators, the Hitmen, and the Whalers. Not a ton of travel, but absolutely a ton of talent. You know, Lucas, on Spit and Chicklets, they have uh, Stack Guy Biz. When Biz starts dropping stats and he's done a lot of research and he gets all, he gets all psyched up, I'm going to start calling this name drop Lucas. <laughs> I, you're going to roll today, and it's great. You're, stay on fire. Keep going with it. But you get into this name drop role, and you just got names of plenty, man. You've been in a research tent going all off. Well, that's it. I, uh, I'm still on beach mode. So I woke up this morning at 6 a.m., but there's no beach to go to. So I was just looking up player names that are, that are coming back to the elite division. I love it, man. Let's keep it rolling. Let's get to the Southeast division here. And I mean, this at the elite and premier level, this might be the best division in junior hockey, man. I mean, when you talk about the best divisions in junior hockey, you have the, the Midwest West You've got that Great Lakes is so tough. You've got the Southeast, the Mid-Atlantic. But this Southeast, man, every year it is relentless. And you're seeing Potomac start to grow what they do even more. This is a five-team division this year. All five teams could lift the cup, not just win the division, but lift the cup. Any team, any team could win nationals out of the Southeast. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to make a way too early prediction. Uh-oh. 
The Charlotte Rush may never lose a game this year. I don't think they'll lose a game. Last year I said they'd win 19 in a row at one point. Guess what? They won 18 in a row. They lost the 19th game. What the heck was that? This year they're going to – I don't know if they lose it. I say – I think they drop just because of how tough the Southeast is, four total games on the entire season. Interesting. That is – that's bold. I will give you that, but not unheard of. It's not unheard of, and it, it is bold. Like the coffee, drinking by Dan K. Drinking. I just made up a word. This is why we can't – this is why we can't tape this late, Lucas, because Dan K's <laughs> brain at a certain point is solely operating on caffeine. So I start making up a lot of words. Well, you know, I mean, all words are technically made up, so you're covered. Hmm. I like that. But let's keep going in the Southeast. Obviously, you have to chalk up the favorite each year until it's proven wrong as of right now in this elite to the Richmond Generals. I mean, the Richmond Generals do it year in and year out at this elite level. They just come at you with a ton of depth. They play a physical game. Good luck beating them in their own barn. And and that's just through and through. RC Light does it so well with this organization here in the elite level. And they're going to deal with the Hampton Roads Whalers, the Charlotte Rush, the Potomac Patriots, and Carolina Junior Canes. But they have to be the favorite. I just think the Charlotte Rush team, from what I'm seeing from their commitments coming through, the depth of the premier level, I think that's going to trickle down and really fill this elite and put together a team that's going to have some real good youth and some real – big-time veterans playing at this elite level. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you, we try to stay away from, from the preseason power rankings because it's, it's tough to sometimes with some of these teams. But, I mean, you, you got to imagine that the Charlotte Rush are at the top of that southeast boat, if not the entire elite, just based on what they've been able to do in past years, even in years where you think they're going to be down. You know, even years where – you know, they don't have really the rah-rahs for the, the, the commitments and they're not really posting guys that are, that are coming to the team. They show up day one. They show up day one looking like the, uh, like the enemies in like a, uh, like a high school football movie, you know, all dressed, in, all dressed in red, showing up at the rink on day one, just absolutely intimidating. And the other teams in this division are, are going to be hard-pressed to compete. I am interested in watching how the Potomac Patriots do this season. Uh, yeah, same because... here. I mean, this is an organization on the up-and-come, man. They just uh-huh. signed Keenan Waters to their premier side. They're, they're going after the right people. They're putting the right people together to put a winning team on the ice, and, and they, they can hang with anybody. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think the Southeast Division is going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, these, these teams love to mix it up, and these teams are not afraid to, to develop players. And so you see a lot of speed and a lot of skill – and sometimes that physicality comes late, right? We see these teams get a little more physical the later into the season they get after they've bulked up a little bit, after they've developed that confidence. And to be honest, after they've taken a couple of hits from a couple other teams in that division, the physicality does tend to ramp itself up down there. But these guys are, these guys are on fire. These guys are focused. And the Southeast is, is just going to be the powerhouse that it always is. Yeah, and you look at the Carolina Junior Canes, man. This is a team last year that we went to the Southeast Showcase and we did 15 games and almost felt like we did it for free, you know. And we we did 15 games down there in the Southeast Showcase. And we 
didn't get to an elite Carolina Junior Canes game. It was the one team we missed out of every team at this showcase, and they didn't lose to anybody, and we did not hear the end of it throughout the entire season. And this year, man, this team is going to bring it again. I mean, you've got great ownership, great minds behind the bench, a team that just gets it, and I, I just really think that, this Carolina Junior Canes team is going to give people trouble as well. And then if you don't think that there's going to be magic yet again in the Hamptons, man, there's going to be magic in the Hamptons every year when we are talking Hampton Roads Whalers hockey. These, they, they, I mean, all roads lead to Hampton Roads, man, when it comes to winning. And they win every year. They just do it differently every year because they're so good at what they do. Yeah, no, they, they truly are. I mean, this is, this is a team that really brings, brings the fire every single year. You know, last year, both the elite and the premier level were, you know, sort of plagued by some injuries and, and they still managed to make it through. They still managed to, you know, to, to, to win the games they needed to win, to put themselves in the position to succeed. And when those players did come back, they really found themselves in a good spot to start the season. They can avoid the injuries uh, if they can keep, you know, I, I think it was the same advice you had for the Tampa Bay juniors, which is, try to get hot out of the gate, try to bank on those first couple of wins, try to get yourself moving in the right direction. And this is a Hampton Roads team that I, I think will be extremely dominant throughout the entirety of the season, potentially a nationals run in store for them. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. However, I don't think that they care to hear that from me directly at this point. <laughs> they never want to hear that from you. They don't want to be picked by you at this point. Oh man. That's a, that's a tough one there, but Let's go to our final division here before we close this thing out. A quicker show this week. It's the USPHL North here in the elite. Northern Cyclones, Islanders Hockey Club, Springfield Picks, Junior Bruins, Bridgewater Junior Bandits. First of all, I'm going to say right now, I think this is a better year for the Junior Bruins in this elite. They're always so young in this elite level. They do such a good job of kind of being the Junior Bruins hockey factory there and really driving guys through the right way. So they're always pretty young at this elite level. I think this year, though, it just seemed like towards the end of last season, this elite squad started figuring it out. I think they're going to have some faces back in the, in the building again, and I think this Junior Bruins team could be tough to handle, and, and they're going to be uh, a better squad this year. Yeah, I absolutely think so. They, the Junior Bruins had a phenomenal NCDC entry draft as well which is usually an indicator of good things to come. It means your recruitment game is strong and you know that junior Bruins ownership does not want to look at that 16 and 27 season that they had last year. And you know, they're thinking about flipping those numbers around Dan, because the, the junior Bruins ownership, the coaching staff, everyone involved is so hungry for success. They're so hungry to win for development, to move players through the system. Junior Bruins, one of those cradle of the college examples that you love to see. And I think this year, they lock down that defense. That Junior Bruins defensive mentality finds its way down to the elite. They cut down on some of the goals. I think you're going to see them, uh, you know, sort of move their way up in this division. Yeah, and you talk about it, man. You look at this Islanders hockey club team that's joining the elite this year. There was not an Islanders hockey club elite squad last year. They joined the elite ranks. What do you expect? Because obviously – See, when IHC does something, they do it right, and they tend to win. They tend to put winners on the ice at every level that they play. How do you think they fare first year in the elite? Obviously, it's a brand-new roster now. you got to build an entire roster for IHC. Uh, the, it could be anything, man. We're, this is a grab bag right here. This could be 
this could be the best team in the league. This could be a team that's kind of young and figuring it out. What's it going to be? Well, I think uh, I think your guess is as good as mine here, Dan. You know, we can we can certainly talk about what IHC brings to the table at all their levels. They bring the discipline, they bring the crisp passing, they they bring the systems play all the way up and down. But you know, it, it's kind of a question mark at the elite here, right? This is this is something new for them certainly, and and it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think that's one thing that I think is is going to be fun. You know, it's fun to see new teams. It's fun to see divisional realignments because it really does affect the balance. You look at somebody like the Springfield Picks who at the end of last season won seven out of their last 10 games, right? So they rolled into the end of last season really strong, really hot, playing really great hockey. And then you sort of add some new programs to the mix. You sort of change the season around and potentially even not even getting the resolution from last season is something that you say, hey, you know, this is now something where we have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. And with IHC coming into the mix, what you're getting is you're getting that ability for the Islanders Hockey Club to develop players, yes, to move them up, but also players who they do want to develop more, the superstars, the all-stars, the guys who are, you know, showing that potential, they're going to leave them down there. IHC is a long-term strategy club. They do not mind a couple extra years of development on these players before they hit the big-time NCDC programs. So I would not be surprised to see that classic IHC movement, which is a little bit of a rough the first five, ten games, having a little bit of trouble getting things going. But once they find their stride, they're going to create a lot of problems for this North Division. Lucas, you mentioned the word fun a few times talking before, and you know what? You know what else is fun? It's fun getting into trouble, but I'll tell you what, I think it's a little too much trouble talking about trying to handle this Northern Cyclone squad in the elite the last two years. In the last two seasons, this has been the best team in this Norris division. And last year they went 35, seven, one, one, 72 points. They won four times in OT over 200 goals scored 201 goals for was the most in the league. Two years in a row they've done that. They are dominant offensively. They score in bunches. They score a ton, man. And this year, though, you're starting to see some of those, some of those guys who were the Matty Irwins, the Keenan Waters, the Danny Woods move on now in their hockey careers to the next level. And that's how you know you're doing it the right way when that's happening. But it will see if these other guys can step in. Who's going to be the new Keenan Waters? Who's going to take you to Waters World? Who's going to be the new Danny Woods? Who's going to say, Danny boy, the gold pipes are calling this go around? And who's going to be the new Matty Irwin, man, and wrangle you a goal like a gator in the swamp? I mean, who's going to be those guys? We're going to have to wait and see. And I can't wait to see what the Cyclones have in store for us. And the teams that might be nipping on their heels here, Lucas, the Springfield Picks and Bridgewater Bandits, both teams that were within 15 points of them last year, the picks with 63 and the bandits with 57. Who knows if they may take over the helm as the top North side. Yeah, it could be really, really interesting. You know, the Springfield picks are, are so good, you know, every, every year, it seems like, especially at the premier level with the elite level being ever so slightly more inconsistent from times. I know they were a bit of a streaky team last year and, you know, the Bridgewater Bandits as well, sort of known for that, that little bit of a hatchback mentality, not afraid to go to the dirty areas. As an organization, it feels like they are not afraid to, to run you through the boards and send you back where you came from. But 
and it'll it'll really be a lot of fun this year in the north and i think one of the things that's most fun about the elite level of of hockey in the usphl is that it's it is part of the development league yes but it is so competitive all the time and these kids you can tell that they are they're out there to win games they're out there to get better and that's what makes it so much fun you you see sometimes a constant rotation dan but a lot of times these elite kids have been playing with their teammates for 20, 30, 45 games throughout the entire season. And by the end of the year, once playoffs roll around, I mean, think about how much fun we had at the last league playoffs that we went to when you had the Tampa Bay Juniors going on their run, going up against the Northern Cyclones, the Richmond Generals pushing their way to the top. These were kids that were, to them, it was the Stanley Cup. And, and that's the mentality that you see a lot, you know, with, among the kids in the USPHL, especially in this elite division and with some new teams some fresh blood, some, uh, some new players in the skates. I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, to close it out, Lucas, I gave my way too early prediction. I think the Rush are going to be a wagon. What is your way too early prediction for the USPHL League? you got to give me something good. Some, something to hang your hat on there, Dan? Yeah, I, I need somewhere to hang my hat. I have a lot of hats. All these star of the game hats we got to give out this year once things get going. I need to know where to hang my hat. What am I hanging my hat on? Let's go. Well, you took the easy one. I think I think one. I think you took the I think you took the obvious one, and you also didn't tell me that this would be happening. You're so, probably just disappointed because you couldn't say it because you want to go anti Hampton Roads Whalers all the time. And I love <laughs> the Hampton Roads Whalers, and I will forever be the Hampton Roads champion of the Hampton Roads Whalers, and they are the champions almost all the time. You know what, Dan? Here's what I think. I, I've got one for you. I think that the Rockets Hockey Club is not only going to go to nationals, I think they're going to be involved in the championship game. Involved. So, like, they're going to be selling snacks outside the building, or you're <laughs> saying they're going to be in it? Let's go. I, let's get – They're going to be in it. Wow. And I would not be surprised if my pick potentially dethrones your pick. Wow. Okay. Write it down somewhere, Lucas. Make a note. I'm writing it down on my whiteboard. Write it on the what? That's probably a bad place to put it. That's easily erasable. <laughs> it's my it's my vision board, Dan. It's easily erasable. All right, put it on your vision board, and I am excited to see if that happens. But I'm more excited for the next portion of the Dan K Show presents Junior Hockey, and that's where we remind you, parents, players, coaches, fans, that the Junior Hockey experience is not just about what happens on the ice. It's about what happens in the classroom. It's what happens academically as these players navigate their junior hockey experience, and eventually matriculate their way to college. Lucas, I'm unsure if matriculate is actually a real word, but I know John Madden used to matriculate the football up the field, and so did Vince Lombardi. Can you tell me what our academic corner this week is all about? Uh, well, you know, at, at this stage of the game, Dan, my, my academic corner, starting to feel like I'm giving away all the secrets, giving away all the, giving away the entirety of the farm here, but you know, there's always something new every week. And I think if, if, if for the folks out there, if you know a teacher, if you know an educator, you can ask them and they'll tell you that every week is different. Every week has a different challenge when it comes to how you can teach the material. Because you can teach two plus two a million different ways. And part of the skill is figuring out how to do it. And I think that's my academic corner for some of these students out there today as well is there's no one right way to do something. Now, sometimes there are better ways. And Sometimes there is a right way with heavy air quotes. For example, for some of you elite players, 
if your parents want you to take the trash out, well, the right way to do that is to do it right away. Uh, there's no real sense in arguing that. And they ask you to do something, so just go ahead and do it. But in terms of dealing with your teammates, in terms of learning how to become a, a better person, in terms of your path to college or your path to the next level, whether that involves a gap year, whether that involves going straight to college or community college or you know, taking some time off to continue to play hockey and find a job, there's no real correct way to go forward. But what that does involve is a lot of research. It involves a lot of thinking and a lot of planning. Don't just make these important decisions lightly. Make sure that you're taking the time to consider all of your options and say to yourself, how do I want to approach this? Do I want to take a gap year? How will that benefit me? How do I want to interact with my teammates when I first see them in the locker room? How will that benefit me? How will that benefit my team strategy? So we can sort of think that there's one right way to do everything and think that if we didn't do it the right way, we did it the wrong way. Or we could take a little bit of a better approach and think to ourselves, there are many ways, but which way seems like the best way based on what I know how to do? That's great, great advice from you yet again, Lucas. And, and you know, yeah, I, I'm excited for my parting words here because it, I feel like it kind of is in line with you a little bit, not even on purpose. We don't script any of this stuff because I want it to be real. You want it to be real. So we'll, we'll get into our parting words here. I have a feeling I know yours. Let's hear them. I love it. Great work. And, you know, I waited there, Lucas. And that word waited gets into my parting words. And my parting word this week is the word patience. 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 Let me say it again. Patience. We're going to have to have a lot of that this year as, as players, as fans, as broadcasters, as league officials, as coaches. Patience is going to be a word that you have to remind yourself of. If you were Roger Clemens in the anger management movie, you'd say goose fraba. If you were George Costanza, you'd say Serenity Now, and in the, or Kramer, or anybody else. And if you, if you're a hockey player, or a hockey parent right now, patience is important because it's going to be an interesting year. It's one of a kind. Everyone's dealing with a lot. Everyone is working through the most one of a kind season in the history of sports, in the history of junior hockey. We are excited for this thing to get underway. We're going to have to be patient together as we work through it all, as we figure it all out. But it's going to be a success if we can work together, if we can take that deep breath in those moments of frustration, and we understand that the most important thing is the safety and health of every player that touches the ice this season. It is going to be a great year of junior hockey. I guarantee it. I feel it. You can, you can sense it right now. The eagerness of all of these great hockey players, these great talents from around the game to retake that ice. I don't care what league you play in. I don't care what level you're at. I don't care what age you're playing at, whether you're in your last year or your first year. It's hockey time, man. And, and we got to get together. We got to work together here. We got to stay safe. We got to make the right decisions. We got to make sure we're wearing that mask when we need to. We got to make sure that we are ready to play when we need to be. And we got to stay patient as we navigate it all together. Remember, you can navigate your junior hockey experience with elitejuniorprofiles.com. 
That's the best way to get your recruiting profile out there. It's the best way to get yourself in front of all the coaches and scouts you can and for them to really get to know the player and person you are. The right fit for you at the next level is just not what happens on the ice. It's who you are off the ice as well and how you best learn, how you're best taught. And you can learn that at EliteJuniorProfiles.com. That's EliteJRProfiles.com. Proud partners of the Dan K Show. Also remind you, USPHL.com to find out more about playing in the USPHL, the United States Premier Hockey League, the premier junior hockey experience. That's it. That's all I got for you. It's another week, another day closer to hockey season, another day closer to our first power rankings coming up. We've got big things coming at you, big announcements to be made sooner than rather than later, and I can't wait for it www.dankshow.com. If you want to be a guest on the Dan K Show, contact us there. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the underscore Dan K Show. Please give us a follow. Keep following along. Keep supporting the Dan K Show. We could really use the love and support. And we love and support you on your junior hockey journey. When Dan K is on the mic, it's always Hockey Night.